welcome to another episode of Paranormal, The New Normal. As always, I'm your host, Jeremy. Here trying to make the world seem a little more normal. And tonight, we might do that, we might not, I don't know, we'll see. But to help me do that tonight is my guest, Carol Collins, who is also known as the Pittsburgh Medium and is the voice for the Jeshua Collective. And I hope I said that right. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Carol? I'm doing really well. It is Yeshua. It sounds like a Y spelled with a J, but uh, they they respond to anything and everything. So I just say my non-physical teachers, my non-physical best friends, my guides, the gurus that are over there somewhere, and um, they're they're pretty amazing. That's for sure. They sound pretty amazing, and we're gonna get more to that in a minute. But first things first. What got you into the paranormal slash spiritual world? Like what started the interest in it all? Uh, well, I'm going to say I'm, I'm, I'm not really sure. I was not a metaphysical person. I was not a spiritual person. I grew up Catholic, but you know, I like to say I'm a recovering Catholic. So it's, it's just, you know, one of those things where life led me here and there and everywhere. I was an IT program manager for a major DOD company, Department of Defense. I was a previous United States Marine. I'm a you know college graduate doing IT computer science stuff. And um, I had a relationship that just went kaput. And I fell apart like most people do, or you know, a lot of us do. And uh, that was a, a, a pretty big blow to my ego. And um, I just did the only thing that I knew what what to do was to to read and and um, I, I was studying emotional intelligence. I was in a PhD program at the time and I was studying leadership studies and emotional intelligence. And, um, and then I found Abraham, uh, Esther Hicks and Abraham. I didn't know what a channeled person was. I didn't know who Abraham was. I'm watching Esther in videos and I'm listening to the message and I keep hearing the name Abraham and I'm wondering, why is this woman using a man's name? I, I, I don't understand. Why is she saying we and they? Who, who's we and they? I don't get it. And so I did a little bit of research and I found out that Abraham is a collective of non-physical teachers, um, guru-like teachers. And so I started listening a little closer because it intrigued me. And it was Abraham through Esther that introduced me to meditation. I had never done meditation, although I had done yoga, but you know that's not meditation. And um, so I started doing meditation nine months. Well, not nine months, four months into medita meditation. Um, and I would do 10 or 15 minutes of meditation and whatever time in the day that I could fit it in. And it was like silent meditation. And uh, four months in, my face started to move. And I lived by myself and I teleworked. This is long before COVID and I, I teleworked. And so I didn't have anybody telling me that your head moving or, or anything was, was odd. So I just thought it was fun. And so my head would move in meditation and it got bigger and it got bigger and my face would do this in meditation. And, um, nine months into meditation, my face, you know, every single time, I mean, every time that I was, well, I'll link back up this one time I had water stuck in my ear for about a week. Um, I had gone to a swimming pool or something. I had water stuck in my ear and I couldn't get it out. I'm doing this like everybody does. And I'm in meditation curled up in my red chair and my face is doing this. And then my head does this stays for a second. And then it tipped 
and turned and then the water came out of my ear and I just thought, I don't know who did that, but thank you so much because the water was out of my ear and it wasn't me. So I had, I had a couple of, of different things like that happen. And then, um, as meditation would come to a close, my face would stop twirling. It would just stop in the center. And then my alarm would go off and I'd move on with the day. And I thought it was pretty cool. And I figured it was somebody watching over me. Somehow somebody knew to make my head stop moving. Um, but I didn't, I don't know. I knew what a guide was. That's about it. Nine months into meditation, my face stopped on cue, just like it had been. And then it moved to the left, kind of swung to the right a couple of times. And then uh, my team of people started communicating with me by spelling words in the air with my face. And they didn't just spell random words. They wrote a chapter of a book and they introduced themselves and they introduced the material that they were going to write about. And they talked about existential kind of things about levels of guides and ascended beings and um, who the different iconic religious figures are. And they just, you know, and I'm, 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 my face is writing and then I'm writing in my notebook and then my face is writing more and I'm writing in my notebook and I have it all mapped out still. That was March 20th, 2019. So that's three and a half years ago. And um, within a month, month and a half, they just simply said, Carol, can we speak out loud? And by that time I had been talking in this face spelling way all day. I mean, hours of conversations every day two-way dialogue. I would ask a question and then my face would start spelling the answer. I later found out that that is how Esther Hicks began um, her introduction to Abraham as well. And then a month and a half into it, they asked if they could use my voice. I went to say yes. And, and the words just came pouring out and they just were talking out loud. And I've, I've been a consciously aware verbal trans channel ever since. Wow. Cool. That, yeah. It's I mean, fun. It's fun. It's fun. Sounds fun, but it sounds kind of creepy at first, though, too. When, if you're like something's moving your face and you don't know who's do, what's doing it, like it's yeah. kind of. Yeah, that's the question I get all the time: is is did it freak you out? And I have to say, no. I was mesmerized, but I had no fear. I didn't have any weird um, hangups. Like I don't believe in in ghosts, and I never had any weird. Um, other kind of experiences. I, I did. I don't watch horror movies. Um, I don't, I, I like Halloween, but I don't, I don't like scary, well, you know, costumes. I don't like blood and gore. I don't like that kind of stuff. So I guess I just didn't have that in my, my, my mindset didn't go down a negative path at all. And it was just this beautiful swaying and it just felt, you know, your face is moving in this beautiful swaying and then just stops on cue there's like a trust that builds day after day after day after day. It just feels like there's a loving being with you. And that's how I felt every day. And when they began to spell words in the air, it was all about what life is really about. It was law of attraction kind of things, how to be a happier person, how to be a happier culture, how to, you know, not argue, how to just give the benefit of the doubt and, 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 you know, praise people instead of criticize people. It was just all this loving, loving, loving stuff. So now, of course, they teach very specific um, subjects through me. So, uh, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't wigged out at all. It was very cool. Sounds like it would be interesting to have happen. A hundred percent would be. But yeah. so, 
my second question you kind of already answered it's usually have you had any experiences with ghost spirits cryptids ufos aliens all that stuff but you already kind of said that you did because of you basically had your body moved by spirits in a way yeah so they are filling in the blanks i'm one of those people that um you know they're connecting the dots for me i don't have a lot of detail from childhood i just there's just certain ages and stuff that i've blocked out my parents moved around a lot you know we moved every three or four years so i don't have the solid uh childhood memories that a lot of people have i do remember um having a person that i would play with when i was four and i it's just a very very vague memory and i remember that he was a little older than me um it was a child and i was in a daycare and he would i would play by myself a lot in the daycare and i just had this what i thought was an imaginary friend for a little while so they said that was not an imaginary friend that was clairvoyant activity it was not a ghost it was clairvoyant activity um, and that is what they say. They say there there is no such thing as a ghost, but there are people who have very um, um, newly formed, cl- n- new or budding clairvoyance. When it starts rising to the surface, sometimes the physical eye will produce out into the room instead of in the mind's eye. And when it produces yeah. out in the room, it knows somebody's there, but not really there. And so it looks translucent. And that's that's what they describe as a, a ghost-like image, but it's clairvoyant activity. It's all energy that's being conveyed to the subconscious. But anyway, so that was one. Uh, I can remember being seven, eight, nine. And uh, this is b- before cable was a thing. I'm 52. So this is back in the you know late 70s. We didn't have cable anyway. Um, I would have a movie pop in my mind. And within a couple of weeks, the movie would be on TV. That that happened often enough that that was probably the most significant thing that kind of stood out. There was a couple other instances. Um, my mother and my nephew came to visit one time in, it's like early 90s, 93 maybe. And uh, as my mother was getting ready to leave, um, what I remember is my mother's window down to her truck and I gave her a kiss goodbye, said bye to my nephew. And then they left a couple hours later, my mother called and said they had been in a very serious accident and thanked me for reminding her to say a prayer to her guardian angel. And I said, mom, I never said that to you. And she said, Oh yeah, you did. I said, mom, I didn't say anything. That would be weird. Cause I would never say anything like that to my mom. That was just not the, mm-hmm. you know, we were a Catholic raised family, but I didn't, I didn't say those kind of things. It was, that would have been weird. So, uh, but, but she swears that I did. And she did say a prayer to her guardian angel and uh, her truck rolled over and she and my nephew were both perfectly fine. Uh, You know, the the truck was totaled and they didn't have a scratch on them. So, you know, there's, you can look back and put two and two together. And for me, it was, you know, just some normal supernatural occurrences that everybody's got a story or two or so I thought. And uh, the Yeshua Collective just is piecing it together for me that that they have been present and accounted for uh, throughout my life. And, and they remind me of, of different events like that. Some other things that I had forgotten. Interesting. Yeah. And I it's the movie thing kind of stuck in my head because, I mean, that's premonitions in a way. Right. 
right that you can right. right now it could be and, and there are people so i'll just describe really quick there is a difference between psychic and clairvoyant channeling yeah. is another category that is uh advanced clairvoyance so channeling is they actually move the vocal cords and and tell my mind what to say and then they both come together and then the words are spoken out loud but psychic so if i was a child that had strong psychic ability i might have had a premonition or a psychic hit about what was coming up on tv so that is true it feels the same so a psychic hit could be yeah i just kind of knew it i don't know where it came from but a clairvoyant hit is information that comes from the non-physical dimension it touches the subconscious mind and the subconscious mind tells you and then i knew something so i don't um i don't claim to to be a psychic at all the yeshua collective has uh dampened any psychic activity because i give readings every day so i, I give um you know monday through thursday eight to four and then by request in the evenings and then through the weekend so uh, a, a psychic reading would be me tuning into your energy or to your pet's energy or even to memories of your loved ones that that you or your family members have and um evidential information comes out that way you know addresses phone numbers objects things like that that can be pulled easily out of the memory banks of a person that's still here in the physical world that's psychic so it's yeah. physical mind to physical mind and it's a, a a pull of information but the non-physical mind to the non-physical uh dimension it's a different pull of information that's what i do so i pull directly from guides loved ones anybody else that wants to step in i have a lot of fun conversations with people that have passed on i'm sure i mean it's funny because i've had everything you can imagine on this show psychics mediums clairvoyance like you name it i've had it on this show at some point and they say that every a lot of them say that everybody has this gift but it's just not awakened in a lot of us that's true that's yeah. true the the yeshua collective teaches in depth how it works and i've never seen anything like it. i've never heard anything like it but but the logic that they put into it it just makes sense everybody has a subconscious mind well everybody has a physical body so you have a physical yeah. body and this is the way they describe it everybody has a physical body and everybody has a non-physical body or an energy field the chakra system you know there's a there's a lot of information in the world about that so you've got a physical body you have a non-physical body and at the moment right before you're born those two things come together and they and they um integrate so the the two become one that's the phrase that they use the physical body and the non-physical the soul of a being uh comes together and then you are a person with an identity who's given a name and then you grow up so that that non-physical part of you is the part that communicates with people that that have passed you know guides and loved ones and anybody else on the other side so they talk about everybody has the ability because everybody has an energy body a, a non-physical part of their of their existence here but it takes training it takes waking up it takes relearning it's like i don't speak another language but if i did want to speak another language and and be an interpreter for someone i'd have to go to school for it i'd have to study i'd have to learn and that's 
what is needed to be a good medium, a good clairvoyant medium, to be a good channeled person, you need classroom time. But that classroom time is meditation, a specific kind of meditation, and then practice sessions. And and so that's what I that's what I do as well. So the Yeshua Collective teaches uh, the art of self healing to clean the energy body, uh, keep it free from you know harmful thoughts and behaviors. And, and also what they call the unfoldment classes. And that teaches people how to, how to do what I do. It's fun. I have, there's, there's, there's so much logic to it and they just make, it just makes sense when they describe it. It's, it's not weird. It's not spiritual. It's not like a special ability that, that one person has and nobody else does. It's just, they break it down in very logical, uh, bite-sized pieces. And you walk away going, oh yeah, that that now that makes sense. That I can understand. And then it's just a specific kind of meditation to bring it out. Interesting. Yeah. I may, yeah, I, may I may to look into that. I've had so many different people I mentioned earlier like tell me, like, like you have it. Like you just don't open yourself up to it. And I'm like, but I do, I want it. <laughs> I just don't. Yeah. So if you want it. Here's the way they describe it. You have three different aspects to the subconscious mind. Aspect one is data gatherer. And it's used to, it's used to, to data is just sight, sound, color, object. I like it. I like it not. I really like it. I want to go here. I don't want to go there. Why is that on the ground? Oh, what was that noise? Oh, let me think about what I want to eat today. It's, it's data from the world. But that aspect one also can receive data from the non-physical world. So aspect one is the data gatherer. Aspect two is the, the next component. And it's the one that is very dormant. It has to wake up and then it has to relearn how to translate uh, the information that's coming from the, the non-physical place. And then aspect three is the one that has to learn to show you what aspect one and two handed to it. So there's three different aspects to the subconscious mind. They each have a specific job. They do go in order. Receive, translate, produce. Receive, translate, produce. Receive, translate, produce. So, uh, and that's, that's about all there is to it. In very silent, very short rounds of meditation, aspect one is trained to pay attention to the world as well as your guide. Aspect two is trained to wake up first, to stay awake second, and then to remember how to translate the communication coming from the non-physical. Aspect three is trained to show you what number two gave it, but then eventually it's trained to show it and, and not add to the message. So there's a lot of contamination in the beginning. And then aspect three learns to just give a nice clean image or or um conversation whatever it's being asked to do so see it just breaks it down so it's just there's that's why you have to meditate that's why you can't do it in a book because the non-physical guide teaches the non-physical subconscious mind how to remember to do what it's supposed to do a physical person can't tap into your subconscious mind there's there's no i can't tap into my own subconscious mind i can just quiet my mind and let my guide tap into my subconscious mind. So how does anybody learn to do what I do or what a, what a clairvoyant medium does meditation? 
starting with uh, three, four, five minutes at a time, max 10 minutes. And that's once a day, early in the day if you can. Silent means a nice quiet room. You're nice and comfortable. Eyes are closed. And then you just listen for the sound that the inner ear makes. It's like a humming. And when, when you hear it, you know it. It's like a, it's like all of a sudden it's right there. And it says, mm. when you hear that, just stay there. It's, it's taking awareness of that aspect one. Aspect one is surveying the physical world. And so it's just looking for, you know, what kind of fun stuff it wants to bring to you. Uh, fun or not fun, wh wh whatever you've got going on in life, it just brings more of it to you. So aspect one is used to looking at the physical world and collecting data. In silent meditation, by listening to the inner ear, you're asking aspect one to pay attention to itself. It is the non-physical component of you. And when it pays attention to the non-physical component, it has nice and easy ability to pay attention to your non-physical guide. So, so it's a, it's a way of saying, don't pay attention to that. Listen to me, but it's, you know, listen to the inner ear and the inner ear is connected to your guide. And, and then your abilities start to surface. They, you know, it's, it's a, it's a longer conversation. Um, uh, classes are Monday nights. So you should show up sometime. I'll give you a free code so you can just join class sometime. I definitely be interested in that. I'd, oh. I'd have to do it. I'd have to do it some in the next month or something because Mondays, Mondays usually actually, oh yeah, we'll see. Usually, usually Mondays are podcast book, but I could definitely free one up. That's yeah. not, that's not an issue. So I have, um, I have, I have uh, unfoldment classes on Monday and self healing classes on Tuesday in the evening, East Coast time, and. Um, they're ongoing weekly classes. They just keep on going. It's not a certification course. It's not a program. It's just ongoing classes. I found uh, just people dropping in every single week and, and not scheduling it out was just, it just wreaked havoc on my nerves. I never knew who was going to show up. So I bundled them into 12 week increments. And then it's, so I've got four different sessions throughout the year, covers January through December. And uh, the next one starts in the second week of January. Oh, actually, my I might work out perfectly, but oh, I would love to have it. I yeah, we can talk about that later. I'd definitely be interested in that. But so, and I, you know, I usually don't ask this, but due to the whole Catholic aspect, I kind of want to. How does your family take what you do now? Like at least the ones of them that are still religious. Um. Well, my parents have both um, moved into spirit. They both, they, they, they both passed my dad in 2020, my mom in 2021. Um, my dad had not yet been introduced to it. It was very new. And I, I hadn't, uh, explained to everybody what kind of changes were happening with me. So he never got to experience it. Although I talk to him every day now and, and he's extremely supportive. And my mother was very supportive, very supportive. She would listen to the Yeshua collective teach. She had she had a, a very strong religious background. At one point, she was studying to um, enter the convent, and then she met my dad. So there's a love story there. But so she knows the Bible, and she knows stories, and she understands the, what the name Yeshua means, and she understood what dimensional reality was, which I thought was cool. She had a very strong belief in um, not so much of, of, the, of the Catholic faith, but in life after life, you know, the continuity yeah. of life and angels and archangels and all that kind of stuff. So she had a strong belief in that. And uh, I would just go into, uh, it's, it's a trance state is just an altered state. It's um, a quiet place in the mind. Some people just call it alpha. 
I go into alpha. Some people go deep alpha. Um, Edgar Casey, who's also, you know, uh, in, in 1920s or so, was a very yeah. deep trance channel. He would go into theta. So he was out. And, and then his guide would speak out loud through him. I'm in a very shallow alpha. So I can hear what is being said while it's being said, but I don't remember it for very long. So I would sit in that shallow alpha state and my mom would have conversations with the Yeshua Collective. Um, and it was fun. I felt I felt really close to my mom before she passed. My, my brother and my sisters, they um, have no interest in what I do. They... Um, they do believe in mediums and tarot readers and stuff like that. But, um, you know, when, when you go from being a college graduate to an IT, you know, a Marine to an IT program manager, and then you give all of that up to start giving readings, they just think you've lost your mind. So um, I'm still working on that one. But I love what yeah. I do. I, I love what I do. Um, you know, it's to each their own, I guess. But I'm loving life. So I, I, I mean, hope they come around. Well, I mean, it's, it's, that's good to hear at least. Cause I mean, some families are so stuck in their religion that they can't look at any other options that there are out there than just what they've been taught in church. And yeah, yeah. And I do run into that books, too. Yeah. Which <laughs> I'm not going to get started on my beliefs in religion. Cause it's just going to be a long rant, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I believe in a higher, I believe there's a higher power powers up there. I believe that there's, there's more to this world than we can see. I know it's true. Yeah. I don't deny it anymore, but I just don't like to sign names to things or give money to people in buildings to do prayers over me and whatnot. You know, <laughs> it's just, yeah. to well, me, you know, there's, there's, there's a, there is a control factor. There's, you know, control over thought and what people think and, and controlling the masses. There is that. Um, you know, it's kind of undeniable. There's a structure to it. You're told what to do, what to say, how to stand, when to sit, when to kneel, when to stand, when to, when to shake hands, when not to shake hands, when to show up, when to leave, you know, and, and you're, and you're a sinner if you don't. So, so there is a lot of, ah, you know, um, you know, but, but that's where, that's where people also learn that there is a higher power. So, you know, I just, I, I truly believe to each their own because there's a starting point for everybody. My starting point was the Catholic Church and loving church and loving first communion and 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 loving, you know, being in the church. And I just I, I loved Sunday school. But little did I know that I, there was this undercurrent of something that was built in for me to do, which is trans channeling. That is something that they've revealed to me is I built this in to, to bring it out. So I'm what they call a late bloomer. Um, it did not pop onto the surface until I was 48. And it should have come in my 30s, but you know, life just wasn't conducive for it. I was I was busy, I was active, I was a mom and doing all that other stuff. So once life slowed down, it just bumped, you know, bumped onto the surface. But um yeah. So without religion, and I've known people that that have have not grown up in a religious family of, of any kind, and they they don't really have belief in higher power. So, you know, we which ones six, one half dozen, the other, you know, you get, you get all mixed up because religion mixes you up and fills you with guilt and doubt and worry, but you do have some belief in a higher power or continuity of life, or you don't have that influence. And then you, you don't, you don't have that belief at all. So I just say, you know, uh, all, 
kind of like an all pass lead to Rome type of thing. Right. Like yeah, this. exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's it. You just got to know when to read between the lines. You know, exactly. there, there is, um, there is a higher power, but we all are guided and we all have supernatural abilities built in. That's the non-physical body that connects with the physical. And that's how we're a person. And, and when you break it all down, I just started asking, what is a soul and why do I have it? Is it there? Does it just keep me alive or does it do something? And that's a question that I asked myself before these abilities came onto the surface about a year before. And where that question came from, um, I just say it was offered to me because it came out of the blue. I'm just sitting there one day. Where does a soul come from? It was like the, this, the, it was like a out of the blue kind of question. And that is what they started to teach on that day one with face spelling. So I don't know. It's, I think it's a cool subject without religion. Where would we be? But with religion, where are we? People are shut down because there's, there's so many people that say, well, it's a sin to talk to, uh, uh, to be a soothsayer. I did have, uh, someone, I won't mention who he is, ex-husband <laughs> who, uh, who, um, you know, I'm still friends with, but when he found out what I do now that I left the contracting world, the professional contracting world to do this trans channeling stuff and, and have my guides write books through me and do readings and events. And he said, well, you know, I, not to disrespect you or anything, but, uh, you know, I'm still a religious man. And, and I don't think that that's a conversation I should be having. And I just looked at him. I said, you don't think you should have a conversation about the person that's guiding you in this lifetime from the non-physical place that you pray to? And he was like, you know, he didn't know what to say. So Dumb yeah, you pray yeah. for somebody to step in and help you. And those people are available to help you. And there are those of us like me who are the, their mouthpiece and the conduit for them to be able to connect verbally. So you can keep praying if you want to, but I'm going to keep talking because my way works faster. I get direct guidance. I get structured guidance. Do this. Don't do that. You know, some days it's, uh, you know, I'll wake up and they'll say, uh, Carol, we know that you had this plan for the day, but it's just not, it's just not going to work out well for you. You're going to end up frustrated. Today's a good day to, 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 to redo your whole schedule. Don't be rigid today. Be flexible and, and pick out a different plan. I always follow them because on the days that I haven't, when I just say, oh, come on, guys, I just got to get this done. I've been procrastinating on it and I go to do it and it doesn't come together. And so yeah. I know by experience, they're just not wrong. They're not wrong. So, yeah, I mean, through. I can't, I can't imagine with everything they have to, that they can see in the future, past, present, and all that, like that they would be wrong. Right. And it's, it's funny because I mean, I was, I was brought up Protestant Christian too. And I, like, I loved church when I was a kid. Like, I loved being in youth group and youth choir and everything else. Like, I looked forward to church every week, Sunday school. Like I knew everything about the Bible. I read the whole Bible like three times as a kid. Like I loved it. But then that moment just hits you when you were a teenager and you're like, like, and like you just said, like, I'm not getting answers for prayers. I'm not getting answers if I talk to God. Like, yeah. why am I going, why am I excited to go waste an hour of my Sunday to go do this? Right. More right. than an hour because right. it's driving time too. But right. it's just... Well, you learned a joy of higher power, 
You learned a joy of people gathering together, like-minded people who all believe in a higher power. They just kind of corrupted themselves with guilt, mostly guilt and worry and shame. So if you came across in, in, as a teenager that, Hey, something is wrong here. I think that's something worth patting yourself on the back because some people are in their forties, fifties, sixties or beyond. And it still hasn't dawned on them that there's something wrong with a God who killed his son. That just, that's not right. That's not right. There's something hateful about that. And, 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 and the loving beings that are on the other side are not hateful beings that just, that whole storyline does not make sense. And I know it might turn off some of your, some of your viewers might say, well, this yeah. doesn't seem right to me, but, but that's really it is, you know, there's, there's only one way that that whole story could be true. The whole crucifixion story could only be true if God was hateful. And the way that the Yeshua Collective teaches the transition, and this is in addition to, you know, Jane Roberts in the 70s had an entity speak through her. His name was Seth. And through her, Seth talked about the transition and that it's a, it's a, it's a pathway or a passage between uh, the physical place and the non-physical place. The Yeshua Collective also teaches on that, and they talk about what happens in that passageway. There's a cleaning out of earth-born emotions, of experiences that are anything less than happy. You know, dissatisfied is, is not happy. Everything from dissatisfied all the way through rage and depression, every instance of the emotional component is purified off of you. All of your memories are intact, but the emotions of negativity are not. And when you complete that cleaning out, then you move on in your non-physical life. That makes sense. That makes total sense. So I just say there's a lot of holes in the religious. Oh, view. there is. And yeah. I mean, we, we won't even get into everything in history that religion caused. Yeah. Like, it's just but, 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 you know, on the upside, because I like to, you know, throw the positivity out there. There's billions of people in this world that do believe in a higher power, dimensional reality, in ascended beings, in the, the angelic beings, and that your loved ones are available to you. You know, there's other cultures in the world that they, they routinely tap into their ancestors. That's, that's part of their, their, their um, culture is to, you know, have altars to their culture and, and, and to their, their ancestors. And they ask their ancestors for guidance. They go into a meditative state and they believe in receiving guidance. So it's out there in the world. It's just, what were you born into? And, and even if you were born into one religion, if it didn't give you a clean understanding that life on the other side is healthy, it's happy, it's good, it's loving, then, then there's more information out there. That's probably my number one question that I get when I'm doing mediumship readings is, is my loved one okay? Is my loved one okay? So your loved ones are okay. They are purified of all negativity. They're purified. Mental, behavioral, emotional, and physical problems are removed, 100% removed. And then they see clearly what their life was all about, why the patterns of behavior surfaced and who they hurt and why and how badly. 
and then they decide what it is that they're going to do about it. Sometimes they step in and and help clean up the energies. Sometimes um, they they are asked to do some some other specific things to to clean up um, the energies in the world, and and sometimes they just step in and just say, "I'm available." If you ever need me to help you with something, I would like to make amends. And 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 it's not that they feel um, sick or bad or hungry or anything like that. It's that they know what residue of negativity that they left in the world and they are interested in cleaning it up because psychic ability is something we're also born with too. And psychic ability means we tap into the thoughts and memories of people whether they're here in the physical world or whether they've gone. You know, our psychic ability can dip into the past and into the present and a little bit into the future. So our our abilities are, but, but going psychic isn't helpful because tapping into somebody else's memory, although entertaining sometimes, you just don't know if you're gonna tap into a positive memory or a negative memory. It just depends on where your emo emotional state is. So I just, I, I don't, I don't, that's why I say I don't do psychic work. I, I just do channeled conversation from the Yeshua collective and anybody else that steps in. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of negativity in memories out there. I mean, a lot of people have had bad childhoods, bad adulthoods, like just, there's a lot of people out there that have had bad lives all, all together. And it's just, I could definitely see how tapping into that would not be pleasant. <laughs> well, there's also war. You know, yeah, I don't okay. like I, I don't live too far from Gettysburg. And yes. you know, my team of guides, they said, Carol, it's not the it's not the it's not the the people that are in Gettysburg now because they're they're just they're 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 people that are just living life and and trying to beautify the land and tell people about this beautiful place, but they're also talking about the history and the war and the devastation and all the horrific details of what happened during that war. So the memories of that war are still in the world, you know, because they're, they're still there, but also people keep talking about it and they teach it and you go on a tour and you listen to an audio. And so it's just reinforced and reinforced and reinforced. So, you know, the, the Yeshua collective just says, if you're going to go to Gettysburg or any historic site, don't do a tour, don't do an audio, just walk around and and love the surroundings and don't read the plaques that say how many people died and why and who was the bad guy and who was the good guy and you know who who rode a, a, a white you know who was the the white knight and who was the black knight don't care about that just know that people lived there during good times and bad times and be thankful that you are there during a peaceful time you know, there were yeah. people you know what uh 160 years ago and it was not a peaceful place. So it's more like go to a historic site and just say, wow, I can't imagine this place not being peaceful. It's, it's, you know, it's not, it's not meant to be, uh, uh, yeah, fighting, you, know? So, you know, fighting in the streets happens too. You know, you get, you get, um, people all over the world that, that there's, you know, there's different wars and clashes, there's arguments in, in homes and there's, there's, there is anger, but, and, and that anger is available to somebody that goes psychic. So somebody that watches a lot of violent TV or does uh, violent video games, if their mind learns how to go psychic, they 
have a stronger tendency to tune into negative thought that remains wherever they go. So that's another reason mm. not to go, you know, not to train your mind to go psychic. So, so that's what, what med meditation fixes that though. Silent meditation, yeah. um, you know, no more than 10 minutes once a day. Silent meditation will make sure that your psychic abilities are um, dampened and your clairvoyant abilities are strengthened. Yeah, it's funny you say that as I spent like five hours today killing gang members in my video game. But uh oh. <laughs> uh, that, as soon as you said that, I had the biggest smile on my face. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> that's why I do it on a daily basis. But yeah, I like. Violence is violence, though. Violence is violence. Uh, so I just yeah. say, you know, what what's what's drawing you to it? You know, what what it what is what is drawing you to it? And what else could you do? But it but if you do, then then you know there's it's not violence is not good for the mind. You know, if you if you if you wouldn't give it to your five year old child, um, then you probably shouldn't be doing it either. If you wouldn't do it or say it or watch it in front of your 80 year old grandmother, then it's probably not a good thing for you to be doing it either. But, but it's not just, it's not a guilt thing. It's a non-physical body thing. Those, those images, the sounds, the, the, what's being portrayed, it clogs the chakra system. And when the chakra system is clogged, then things surface, bad thoughts, bad behaviors, uh, physical aches and pains and sickness. And, and, and that's, that's how it works. Anything that is unnatural to the energy body is pure positive source frequency. Anything that, 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 uh, is opposite of that produces an opposite effect. An opposite effect is a bad attitude or it's, uh, I don't feel like doing that. I don't, I don't like that guy. I don't want to talk to that person. That, that, that outfit's way too expensive. I can't afford that. We'll never be able to afford that house. You know, those are all negative thought and negative behaviors, but you know, so are backaches and headaches and uh, cold and flu and, you know, tendonitis and broken ankles. They're, they're all physical problems. And those physical problems occur because of a progression of how clogged the non-physical or the etheric body is. And when the energy body gets clogged, it can also get unclogged. And that's, that's the self-healing stuff that Yeshua teaches is it, it is possible to sit in meditation and, and have your guide come in and they run the energy, run the energy, run the energy. And they're also doing some manipulation with the emotional component. What is emotional balance? It's, it is finding your way to a quiet mind so that your guide can restructure the sights and sounds and, and, um, that we've taken in, you know, and from, from life, life has got a little bit of everything. So how do you keep the good stuff? You got to weed out the bad stuff, but how do you weed out the bad stuff? We can't, we can't physically go into, you know, we can, you know, you jump in a mud puddle, you can then go jump in the shower and you can, you can get the mud off. But if you jump into a fight, that fight lands in the energy body. You can't clean the energy body by yourself. That's something your guide has to do. And that's where meditation comes in. And so see, it's the most ironic thing ever because I have never been in a physical fight in my life besides like with my little brother because when we were kids, because you know, boys be boys. But other than that, I've never been in a physical fight in my life. 
but yeah, I always have loved violent video games. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 so it's good. You've never been, you know, punched for real. That that's, um, oh, that's not a fun thing to experience, not a fun thing to see. And I can only imagine that it, it hurts because, you know, you get a bruise on oh. your arm. It hurts. Trust so, me, my, my my brother my brother broke a few pair of glasses, much to my parents' dismay when I was a child. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and so it's you know it's it's painful. Anger is painful. The the hitting is painful. The receiving the hit is painful. The bruise is painful. The healing is painful. Getting yelled at by your parents or your spouse is is painful. Feeling ashamed mm. is painful. Having to you know, apologize can be painful. So it's, it's, it's pain after pain, after pain, after pain. And all of that, it's all memory of pain and it gets, uh, it's got to go somewhere. Where does it go? The energy half of your body and the energy half of your body is clogged with positive and negative. So why, why, why watch, um, you know, comedy? Because at least comedy makes you laugh. The topic could be vulgar and maybe it's not always that funny, but some things are funny. Laughter does release some um, of the, what they say, what they call a clogged grid uh, and, and laughter helps, you know, fun conversations with friends helps going outside in the fresh air helps jumping in a mud puddle because it looks like a fun thing to do that helps, but jumping in a mud puddle with your fresh white sneakers and getting all mad about it, that does not help. So it's like, you know, what's the best course of action if you don't like silent meditation? Just be a happy person. Be a happy See, person. Maybe that's maybe that is my life right there because I've always been a generally happy person, and like a lot of people are like, "Why are you happy all the time?" And I'm like, "Because I do what I want to do when I want to do it most of the time." And I mean, yeah, I ain't jumping no mud balls. Don't get me wrong there; that's disgusting in my mind. But, <laughs> But like I, like a lot of the other things you mentioned, I do that. Like I do what makes me happy in life, and I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just the way it is. Like I mean, meditation never. I never really tried it though. Like me sitting somewhere doing nothing for any period of time is just like I'm like, why am I doing this? Like well, it's I how be you doing something. The higher power. What is higher power? Your guide. That's the first one that you will always connect with. And what do they know? Everything, 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 everything. I'm, I'm getting ready to go to Peru for 10 days um, uh, starting early January. And they have mapped out, you know, we, together looking at the websites, they've mapped out what my whole itinerary is going to be and, and where I should go and what I should do. You know, I'm looking at all the, the different things to do. And they say, Carol, do this one, not that one. You won't like that one. Uh, that one it just depends on what your mood is. Do this one and this one, definitely. So I've done all the things that they said I'll like. And then they said one more thing. They said, don't do a tour. And I said, you know, just like everybody else, none of the tours. And they said, no, Carol, you have us. We'll tell you story upon story upon story about, about, about this land. But not only that, with my abilities, I'll be able to walk around and they'll give me people to talk to that used to live there and tell me stories of, you know, of, of educational kind of things. It's also a, a great place for anybody to go that is really looking to 
have a spiritual cleanse or a spiritual attunement or a spiritual awakening. It's, it's one of the places in the world that, that just by being there, the air is nicer to your chakra yeah. system. And so just going there is, it, it's a supplemental thing to meditation. But so, you know, there's a lot of exactly. things. But try meditation. It's how you connect to higher power. But don't, don't try to talk to higher power. Higher power, meaning your guide, needs to connect with the aspects one, two, and three of the subconscious mind. And they need to do that day after 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 day. So that when you get verbal conversation, it's accurate because it's very inaccurate in the beginning. The, the third aspect, well, the second aspect is learning to translate and it gets it wrong in the beginning. And then the third aspect is learning to give it to you without contaminating the message. And it contaminates in the beginning. So I say give it a year or more of five minutes of silent meditation in the morning. Don't try to receive. Don't try to have a conversation. Don't try to, you know try to try to jump in and be a, a medium or a clairvoyant person, just meditate for five minutes because it's a good thing to do. And in a year, then sit down and immediately after meditation, just say, what do you want me to know? With your eyes closed, watch how much information you'll get. It's just don't push yourself. Everybody's got five minutes. Everybody's got five minutes. Oh, I mean, I definitely got, I definitely got five minutes most days, but. <laughs> yeah, everybody's but... got five minutes. And it's, it's funny you mentioned Peru, though, because I love synchronicities and you kind of just hit on one because I just had a guest on my show back in, in November, uh, Michael Thornhill. He's uh, him and his wife run a holistic healing center in Peru called Casa Galactica. OK, OK. And it's, the name it's sounds funny. familiar to me. It's funny you said Peru because like that's I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't that where he was from? Like, as soon as you said that, I'm like, isn't that where I just interviewed the Michael from? And they, it's, uh, he, him and his wife went on a spiritual journey in the jungle there and they end up opening a retreat because that's what they were told to do. Yeah. They, so, I, I've already been told, they said, um, I'm going for 10 days. And they said that that's all right. It would be even better if you went for a month or more. But they kind of laughed and they said, but but don't worry about it, Carol. You're not going to want to leave. You're going to, before you leave, we know for sure that you will have the desire to connect with a real estate agent and, and look at condos. You will want to be there. You will want to buy a house there. You will not want to leave. You will want to go more than once. And we know for sure that you will go at least twice in 2023. So, um, and I've never been there. I've never been a... Like I said, I've never been a spiritual person kind of following. I was having this conversation with somebody else today and they said, yes, uh, Peru's been on my bucket list for, for ages because, you know, it's that sacred valley. I can't wait to go and just, you know, uh, feel the energies. And I'm like, really? I didn't even know. I, I mean, I had heard of Machu Picchu, but I didn't know anything about the, I sound like I don't know anything. I really didn't. I was an IT program manager doing my job every day, working hard and trying to get uh, my education done and fixing my love life and raising my kids. And I didn't, wasn't introduced to anything like that, but, um, but now I am. So I think it's cool. I'm spending a day in Lima, a day in Cusco and four days in Machu Picchu and then a day in Cusco and a day in, in Lima again. And they asked me to set it up that way 
they, they, the Yeshua collective, they want me to, um, just wander around Lima. They said, it's going to feel like home. It's going to feel like I've been there before. It's going to feel fun. Uh, and I'll love the architecture. And they said, and I won't want to go home. So I'll I mean, let you know how it goes. I can believe it. Cause I mean, I've, I've been, to, I've been to a lot of islands in my life and a lot of them, like some of them just felt like I belong there. And like, yeah. especially Bermuda, I always just, I don't know what it is. I was, I was a kid when I went there, but something always brings my mind back to Bermuda, like the horseshoe Bay with its pink sand. Like, it's just like the most beautiful place on earth to be, but yeah. I can't explain it. It's just, I'm always drawn back there. Whenever people like, talking about vacations they've been on when they were younger and stuff. I'm always like, Horseshoe Bay. I'm like, that is the most magical place on earth. Like, Well, you know, there there is a thing that they call reminiscent joy. Reminiscent joy are those things from childhood that just, whether it was experienced once or a hundred times, it was always good. It was always good. And sometimes those things leave an imprint. And that sounds like what you're talking about. It's just like, you know, for me, it's St. Augustine in the in the St. Augustine, Florida, in the old section where it's all cobblestone yes. streets. You know, I when I when I want to go to Florida and and I if I'm driving there, I always make time to go to St. Augustine just so I can walk down that. It's like four blocks long, and that's all it is. But I I walk through, and all I remember is I love this place because I remember being five years old. Walking, walking down with my parents and, and loving the cobblestones and the, the water wheel. And, 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 you know, I go there and as, as an adult and I'm like, yep, looks the same. I still love it. Yep. I love this place. You know, it's, and I'm funny. it's funny you say that because I have a distinct memory of when I was like 16, 17, my dad was living in Florida at the time. And like, we, we went to St. Augustine for the day and we were walking around that old section with the cobblestone and. We got a couple hand rolled cigars. The guy was rolling right at the in the little store, and we were walking around smoking cigars and like just enjoying like the old section of St. Augustine. And I St. Augustine, I love like it's one of my favorite cities in Florida, along with uh, Daytona Beach. I mean, I love Daytona yeah. Beach, like like the all the little like restaurants and stuff right off the ocean front. Like I, yeah, two of my favorite spots in Florida, right there. Yeah, but, and St. Augustine, I love those four blocks. Mm-hmm. You know, I say I love St. Augustine, but what I really love is that that historic section. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's what what draws me back to St. Augustine, you know, year after year. So. Anyway, reminiscent. Yeah. Joy. I like that phrase. Yeah, I I, I love uh, St. Augustine. So beautiful. I love it. I got I keep saying to my wife, like, once we get some money, I got to get you and the kids down to Florida. I mean, my wife's dead scared of flying a plane because she never has. But. I mean, my kids are for it. They're like, "Yay! I want to look at clouds from the plane." But it's just like I gotta gotta save the money you up know, and get there. For, and this is for your wife. Um, five minutes of meditation, silent meditation. Now, silent meditation doesn't mean that you silently think or silently pray or silently uh, uh, picture your to do list or anything like that. Silent meditation is simply curl up on the couch. When nobody's around, close your eyes and listen to the hum of the inner ear. If your wife does that, it's going to take about six months. Then she will not be afraid when she gets on the airplane. 
So when she says, I am afraid, that's reinvigorating that fear. So number one, she needs to stop saying, I am afraid and say, I'm getting over my fear of flying. I've never flown. I don't really know what it feels like, but I can't picture liking it. And then add in five minutes of silent meditation. In six months time, she will be ready to be on an airplane. And you, it's your thoughts change. And her thoughts will change to, yeah, I can do that. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Isn't that weird? You know, just stay off the subject, stay off the subject of flying, stay off the subject of going to Florida, stay off the subject of vacationing for six months and then meditate side by side. And her guide will help her with, with the, the thoughts that she has about this new experience called flying. And um, they'll help you to, to bring in the cash to do it. That's a great thing. That's what meditation is used for to help you manifest things. Because when you meditate, it's not just how do they help you manifest something. They clean out the worry and the doubt and the fear and whatever is blocking you from getting what you want. So what does your wife want? Well, she doesn't want to be afraid. Now, right now, she does not want to fly. But really what she's asking for is to not be afraid in general. And flying makes her afraid. So when you get rid of fear, then flying doesn't seem like a big deal. For her, they say it'll take six months, five minutes a day. And for you, um, meditate for five minutes a day in the morning doesn't seem like a lot of time, but they can do a few different things. Uh, one thing, you'll start feeling some tingly sensations later in the day in your body. That's clairsentience. That'll happen about a week or two after you start, day after day after day. So it'll be about a week or two after you start doing your five minutes, you'll start feeling some tingle sensations throughout your body. Be like, and then gone, gone. It's like this, like a, an electrical thing that goes through your body. It's a chakra cleansing. Um, and then they'll they'll dive into bringing your, uh, your clairs to the surface and cleaning out some beliefs about money. They can do that for you five minutes a day. Test it out, six months. Put a wish list together. And then just put that wish list on your dresser or on your nightstand and just read it every once in a while and just say, meditation, my higher power, my being who is higher power is cleaning out the grid and bringing these things to me. I don't have to do it. I don't have to effort for it. I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to push to make it happen. I don't have to make myself do something I'm not ready for. I don't have to go into debt. I don't have to make my wife get on an airplane when she's afraid. We just need to meditate and my guide will make it happen. And that's what it takes. That's all it takes. But it's consistent meditation and it's silent meditation. Too many people sit and close their eyes and then they just think for five minutes or 45 minutes. And it's not about thinking. It's about bring your awareness to the inside of your face. It's like, it's like a string that you draw all the way back into your ear. And then there's a humming that you'll hear. And that humming is the, that, that's the, that's the perfect, that's the perfect sound to listen to. There's the sound in the room and that's physical sound. But when you bring it all the way back to the inner ear, it's like pulling your awareness all the way inside. And then your guide can clean up all kinds of stuff. You know, it's, ironic and i love synchronicity but you're i was just going to ask you the question does the yeshua collective have anything to say to me and then boom you just come out with that out of the blue like it's just 
Ooh, ho, 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 ho. That, yeah. that that feeling that went through my whole body right now. It's just like a goddamn. <laughs> it's annoying. But, it's annoying. They yeah. do know what you're thinking about. They know what you're thinking about. And and I don't. I never claim I never claim to know what someone's thinking or claim to know what your loved ones who have passed, what they're saying. I don't know because I'm just a person. I'm just a person just like you and everybody else. But I am a person that has acquired the ability to communicate crystal clear with um, anybody that is asked for by name and anybody that steps in. They, uh, they, they, they speak out loud. So the way that they describe it, they ask for the subconscious mind to move my vocal cords and they tell my brain what those words are and then they they come together at the same time and then poof, the words come out. That's what trans channeling is. It's what I do and I love it. Oof. I you see the the funny thing was though. Oh, okay. Well, I'm definitely gonna start trying that every morning because if I have no more money worries in six months, I'll be the happiest man alive. But... Well, they don't say no more money worries, but they will say they will help you to have an easy way of taking your family to Florida on vacation. So no more money. That just means keep meditating and then keep doing positive aspects. Like money comes easily to me because I meditate and in meditation, my guide takes care of everything. There is a higher power that watches over me. And because of it, I meditate to stay connected to them. And when my higher power being is taking care of me, I've asked for something specific. I've asked to be able to take care of my family in a big way. I want generational wealth and I want uh, my home to be, be to, to be whatever my wife wants because she likes to shop. She likes shopping. She likes shopping. And I don't just say that because she's a woman, but she enjoys shopping. You know, something that you could do for her for Christmas is just to say, let's go shopping after Christmas and let's buy anything that you want for next Christmas. She does have a desire to decorate. And she doesn't always know how to buy Christmas presents and the new decorations and both things really catch her eye. So you could just give her a nice big kiss on the cheek and just say one of your Christmas presents this year is this and just give her a big gift certificate and say, this is yours. You get to go shopping after Christmas and I'll buy the bins and we're going to load it up and, and anything you want for next year, let's go and let's get it on sale because that's a beautiful time to do it. And then it's still in the box and then you put it away. And then next year she's like, oh, I have all this great stuff. And now, so next year she'll have all this great stuff. And then she won't be pulled between, but I want to buy some new Christmas stuff and I need to buy Christmas presents. She'll just be, I got all the Christmas things that I want. And I'm going to go shopping. Watch how her whole, um, her whole um, demeanor changes between um, middle, of, middle of, of November to Christmas. Um, she's just going to be more joyful. So they encourage you to don't let her watch this before Christmas, but they encourage you to, to do that for her and just, just take her on a shopping spree after Christmas to get all the Christmas sales really quick, right after Christmas so that she can get anything she wants and get two baskets and load it up, load it up. She'll love that. Oh, Oh, the fact that I've been stressing about what to get her for Christmas, too. It's just. Been... Oh, really? Have you? Well, how did that come up? Thank you, guys. And and I mean, <laughs> I, I was actually going to let her watch the video part of this, at least like, like at least like 10 minutes of it. Like, 
Damn, my God. Well, I mean, you you know how to you know how to do it. Make two different versions and make one that cuts off before they talk about. Oh no, she only. Trust me, if I if I only put it on for six minutes, she only watched six minutes. Like, oh, there you go. There you go. She she doesn't she doesn't watch or listen to my stuff, and this isn't this isn't gonna release until uh beginning of February now. So. Oh, okay, perfect. And and then then it'll be fine. And she doesn't listen to my podcast anyway, but <laughs> but let me ask. Let me ask your collective this. Any advice for my podcasts? That's any advice on how to get my podcasts bigger than they already are. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of conversation that we can have. We're going to close Carol's eyes. This is James to speak. I'm Carol's higher power. I like that. Higher power. Uh, she calls me her her bestie or her guru or her non-physical best friend. I just say, I'm the one that's been helping her clean up all the mess of life. And that's kind of the same thing with you. The podcast is good. Um, you've got a mixture of things. And you are friendly and you're gentle. The energy comes, th- comes, comes across thoroughly, completely as I'm comfortable talking to people. So put it out there in a little bit bigger way. Put it out there in a bigger way to your guide and say, I would like different opportunities to come my way. I'd like to interview different people, different things. I'd like to know where to focus. Right now, your podcast is your hobby. Keep it as a hobby. Because you need a nice outlet, something that's fun, something that you enjoy doing, something that's yours, something that's not stressful, something where you don't worry about whether or not it's 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 making the right turn or wrong turn socially. You do it because you like to do it. And you ask the questions that you want to ask. And if you like it, you air it. And if you don't, you air it anyway. Because you give everybody equal voice. So what would we say? Um... Put it out there bigger. Join different social media groups and then advertise yourself. Share it. Join a hundred different groups that that talk about paranormal things. Now we're going to give you our definition of paranormal. Para, that's Spanish for with. Normal. And we say it is normal to be with your higher power beings. Paranormal is a beautiful world. It's a beautiful world. Because all of the paranormal things are love and joy and peace and fun. Paranormal in the world, though, it leaves a scary taste. So we would say, don't worry about it. Just advertise yourself. Join. Go, go on any, any of your, your social media things. We'll just say Facebook because that's an easy one. And join 100 different groups that allow you to share material. And then when you have a new podcast... Make a habit and it might take you uh, half a day and just copy and paste, 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 and get your stuff out there. Because the vibe that you put off is I'm friendly and I'm easy to talk to and I'm open to what you have to say. And, And so that's good. That energy comes through in the video and it will come through when people are sorting through the, 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 the newsfeed. So how do you get your name out there? You got to broadcast it, share it. We'd say, do that, do that. 
and ask people to share it. You don't even have to ask people to watch it. They'll, they'll watch the ones that they feel drawn to. But when you start asking people to share it, then people say, oh, that's easy. And some people will. And when they do, just say, yeah, I like that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And just, just say it out into the universe. Just keep doing that. Keep doing that. Keep doing that. And then watch how it, it moves about the world. You know, you can reach 10 people with, with, with one post. You can reach 100 people with 20 posts. Or you could reach 10,000 people with 100 posts. Because some of those are going to be, well, let's just say this. Take a look at how many followers they have. Scroll through their newsfeed. Do they have one person that's posting over and over? But 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 ten thousand followers, but only two people that ever post don't join that group. So take a month or two and research what are the most uh, the, the the most used groups, the most activity from a, a lot of different people. So interview the owners of the group and ask them, how much activity do you have? How many active followers do you have? And if it's a good amount, join it and post. And if it's not active, don't. That's what we have for you. Yeah. And then get your message out there. We like it. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, I already do that to like 30 or 40 groups, but to a hundred, it's a whole nother level. I take a, take a look at your groups and go back and ask them how active they are. I think that's what 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 uh, what James is getting to is find out how active the groups are and ask them to share. But keep doing it, and then drop out of the ones where it's not that active. You know, it's it, funny because the ones that like deny me posting because they don't want me sharing links, I leave those groups. Yeah, yeah. So keep doing what you're doing. That's what they have you in this quick moment anyway. Well, you know, it's it's funny. When I interview a lot of psychics, mediums, clairvoyants, whichever ones, for some, for some of them, not for all of them, but for some of them, I get like this tingly feeling in the middle of my head and I can't push it away. I used to try to push it away. I don't anymore. But and like it's just like a tingly feeling in the middle of my brain and I can't explain it. Like it used to scare the shit out of me a little bit. I used to think I was having a stroke or something. But now I embrace it and I'm just like, this is going to be a good episode. And it's been going on since the minute we started talking. Yeah. It's um, clairsentient activity, which is physical manifestation of the presence of your guide on the skin. Physical presence. Physical presence of your guide. And it, it means that your subconscious mind has acclimated to being able to show you physically that um, there is presence of higher power. Uh, meditation will make it move down into the right cheek. Um, in the brain doesn't doesn't lend to um, it doesn't it doesn't sound like it's a comfortable feeling. And it doesn't convey well, this is a really joyful thing, you know. It kind of scared me and freaked me out, but 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 now, but I'm I've kind of figured out how to be okay with it. Um, that's my alarm going off. Uh, so with meditation, watch how it stops happening 
up inside the head and moves to your right cheek because that's a precise location. Your guide, it's almost like a little kiss on cheek, but it'll be like a, a circle or a running of energy, or it might feel like a little tapping. It'll be, it's always one of the three. So it'll move, it'll move. And it just means we're here with you, but you have, it's like an agreement that you've made with your own higher power, your guide, is this tingly sensation, which is the way your subconscious mind is identifying to you. It's like a nonverbal conversation. And the subconscious is saying, hey, the big guy's here again, big guy's here again, and is making it tingle. But it's tingling in a place that doesn't, it doesn't really feel that great. So it just means that it, it's immature in how it produces that sensation to you. In meditation, your guide will um, mature that ability quickly and move it to your right cheek. And then it'll stay there. But it's but but you've said when I feel it, I know it's going to be a good episode. So they're they're giving you that sensation on purpose, so that you know it is a good episode. Because the Yeshua Collective is, I just say they're kind of a big deal. So I'll just say this before I know we're running out of time. Um, I was um, sitting at home working one day and got an email, an email that came from a producer director for a, a full-length documentary film on channeled people and channeled things. So I was uh, just received this email out of the blue and it was uh, uh, probably the coolest thing I've, I've, I've ever received in my life because I didn't apply for it. I didn't even know it existed. I, I had to look him up. I didn't even know who he was. And uh, he asked if I would be willing to be in his movie. And I said, the first thing I said was, um, this is really fun. And then I looked up into the right and I said, is this for real? And they said, oh yeah, that's what energy work does for you. It opens you up to opportunities to just land in your lap. And they said, Carol, do it. So I will be in a documentary film um, at some point in 2023, it, it'll be released. and. Um, it's all about channeling and trance channeling specifically. And the Yeshua Collective is the group of beings that that will be uh, masterminding my part in that in that movie. So they're kind of a big deal. Uh, so when they say it'll move to the right cheek, know that it will. I think tomorrow morning I might start meditating. I, I'm just saying I, I might have to now. I mean, you're not oh. the first person to tell me you're not the first person to tell me do it. Don't get me wrong on that, but. I really have to start trying. Yeah. I do. Just and... uh, just keep keep um keep 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 bringing your awareness to the inner ear, to the inner ear, to the inner ear. When when you start finding that your thoughts are you're thinking about something or you heard a voice or you saw an image or you remembered something, bring it back in. You know, it's, it's like your red flag. Bring it back in, bring it back in, bring it back in. That humming, you want to stay there for as long as you can and you want to come back to it as fast as you can. The mind will wander. And as soon as you're aware that it is wandering, pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. Well, let me ask you one more question before I let you promote everything you do to the fullest. But I saw, I was looking at your website a while ago when we were originally going to do this interview back in November. But what's the difference between a reading and an attunement private session? Because that kind of had me curious. Okay. A reading is... Um where you get to ask anything that you want to ask. You might have a list of questions or you might just want to know what your guide 
wants you to know to help steer you in the right direction. And I have people that do readings once a month and, and, and they get constant um, updates on, you know, people are trying to manifest a certain thing, a business venture or financial investments or love life, or, you know, they're, they're grieving and they need to know how to, how to move on. Uh, they're, they're trying to handle some, some aspect of their life and attunement is energy work. So that's a quieter reading. The person that's receiving the reading is quiet. They sit somewhere. Um, they're asked to, to sit comfortably with their eyes closed. And then the Yeshua Collective and that person's guide talk to them. They go from the crown chakra all the way down to the root chakra. And they talk about where their energy blocks are. Unconscious beliefs pop up. I see all kinds of um, activity in my mind um, uh, uh, as the... Uh, as the energy um, scan is being done, I see the direction of the energy spikes or swirls. I see um, body parts moving. Uh, you know, one that I see often is the arms do this in my mind's eye. And that always means that that person is unconsciously holding people apart from them and, and a lot of other things. So they talk to you about that. Um, they identify different areas of the body that are sore or are tender or inflamed or that are having a problem. Um, none of that information, I don't, I don't ask for, I don't do an intake form and get information ahead of time. It just all flows during the session. And then they talk about how to relieve it, um, what's being fixed, what the unconscious beliefs are, and, and how to um, demanifest them and get your life back on track. And then they, they, they talk to you through it. So one is pure verbal conversation with uh, whoever steps in to do your reading and answer your question. And the other is, is energy work. They're running the energy through your uh, non-physical half of your body, your energy body, and they're fixing it. And they're telling you along the way what they're doing. Um, it's quite entertaining. There's a lot of things that they bring up, um, you know, childhood things or, you know, I, I had one the other day and they just said, they paused and they said, all right, you're hungry. It's two o'clock in the afternoon. You haven't eaten a thing all day. And she laughed and she, she said, no, I haven't had time to eat. She goes, I was just thinking about grabbing a candy bar though. And they said, yeah, it's showing up in your energy because it, in my mind's eye, I saw her body and then the waist went really, really skinny and then got really big. And they said, yeah, that's always what the energy looks like. Um, depleted, but I'm, I'm, I, I, but I need something. I'm depleted and I need something. And what happens wh when it happens in the abdomen, when I see it in my mind's eye and it's the abdomen, um, it's, it always means they're hungry. I've had people where the, where I see the energy circling around their face. And when it gets to the jaw, the jaw gets big and then comes back in it's activity in the mind's eye and they'll stop and they'll say, all right, did you just go to the dentist? Or do you have a dentist appointment coming up? And they'll laugh and they'll say, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I, I don't want to go to the dentist either. And they say, yeah, we can see it in your energy because there's there's fear that's cropping up. So it's, it's mesmerizing. Um, but I see the energy as it is circling around an image of the person in my mind's eye. Uh, and the Yeshua Collective describes what it all means. So... I leave all the talking up to them and I get to watch the show as, as, it, as it's happening. Interesting. Yeah. But before we do wrap it up, cause it is getting to that point, but tell people, cause you, 
the the collective and you went as a team wrote eleven books already in in the first year, and that's impressive as all could be. I mean, I don't even want to curse at that because it's just too impressive, but it's impressive as could be. So please tell them where they could find you if they want any of your services or yeah. a book or, or your books. Tell me promote yourself to the fullest. Why, thank you. So I am Carol Collins, the Pittsburgh medium. I'm a trance channel, not just a clairvoyant medium, I'm a trance channel. And I like to say that I'm the voice for the Yeshua Collective. They are a collective of non-physical gurus, uh, teacher level kind of gurus, and they teach through me. They do readings through me. They do quantum energy healing kind of things through me. They give events through me and they do write books through me. So in 2021, they sat me down in front of a video camera uh, throughout the year and, and they wrote 11, sorry, they wrote 11 complete books cover to cover by video. So um, 2022 has been a year where I've been transcribing and getting them over to the publisher. So I have uh, today, as a matter of fact, November 14th is uh, launch day for book three. Uh, the first one is ocularity of the mind. The second is mind-body connection. The third is manifest manifestation of the true self. And then there's about uh, 10 other books that are in line to come out in 2023. They're all for sale on Amazon. So you can just uh, type in Carol Collins slash Yeshua. It's J-E-S-H-U-A. And you will find my author page. And uh, you can buy the books there. You can follow my author page so that you're notified as more of these books are coming out. There's a lot of them coming. Um, not only are they about how to bring your abilities out, but, but it's what they call the essential material. Pillar one, what higher power is and why we're having a physical life. Pillar two, law of attraction, thoughts create things. Pillar three, our energy field is life and it gets dirty. And what happens when you clean it is life just gets amazing. Pillar four is intuitive development. So they teach all four of those things through me. There are um, so many different things. So I just want to say December is my favorite time of year for two reasons. One, it's my birthday month. Two, it's fun gift giving and gift getting. So I know this is not going to come out until February, but, but I do this every year. So I'm just going to put it out there. Once a month, I do a two-hour online Q&A event with the Yeshua Collective. And in December, it's three hours. And in December, it's also for my chosen charity, Toys for Tots. And that's uh, United States Marine and me. So uh, that'll be tomorrow, December 15th. And um, starts at 7 p.m. Eastern. And um, that's it. That's it. Books, courses, classes, readings, events. Our knowing is uh, the online event. And then there's, there's in-person events. But um, you can connect with me as The Pittsburgh Medium on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And if any of your viewers are Peloton people, I love connecting with people on Peloton. I am um, Eat Love Bike on Peloton. So hit me up. Thank you, Carol. It's been an amazing episode, and I can't wait for this to come out. I really can't. Yeah, me so. too. All my listeners know you could find me on Facebook as Paranormal the New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast group. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter as at Juggalo Bastard. And you can find me on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. And you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal the New Normal. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for watching. And 
Carol, thank you once again. I'm so happy we finally got to work this time because it was an amazing episode and I was looking forward to it a month ago. So it's definitely glad we got it working. Thank you, listeners. I will see you in half a week. And watchers, I will I will see you on, I think, Monday, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe tomorrow. I don't know, honestly. I will see you all later.